0: You can now buy cannabis, cannabis
1: in the metaverse, and have it delivered in real life.
2: Hi, I'm Madison Malone and I'm Shannon Paulus. filling in for Rachel Hampton. And you're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture.
1: Shannon, welcome to IcyMI.
2: Thank you so much for having
1: me, Madison. For those of you who don't know, Shannon is a senior editor here at Slate. She mostly focuses on science and health, which is great because I've got a weird mole. Could you look at it? I'm worried. Uh, no,
2: I couldn't look at your weird mole, Madison. But if you were my editor, you could assign me a piece about your weird mole.
1: Okay, okay. A, a loophole. I like it. A loophole. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're all about the weird personal health stuff here at Slate.
1: Well, before we get into the show, I do want to talk about the latest news from TikTok. It was just announced that TikTok is increasing the maximum video length from what already felt agonizing, three minutes, to 10 minutes. Yikes. I just remember the days of the single minute video. Better times. I get all of my
2: TikToks on Instagram Reels. So I'm still living in the blissful world of the single minute. On reels, they just like cut you off at some point.
1: <laughs> wow! Did Mark Zuckerberg pay you to say that? No, I'm just 31. I'm imminently 30. So apparently, the microgenerational divide is that singular year.
2: I'm resisting the vibe shift to more apps and TikToks. I've calcified, fossilized in in the Instagram era. I'm not
1: learning new apps. I don't know. You're the science writer. Pick the verb. <laughs> so the sort of length creep is disappointing to me but unsurprising uh after july of last year when they increased the length up to three minute videos it seemed like the writing was on the wall here according to a story in wired last week tiktok has been beta testing five and ten minute videos since august of 2021 so i'm gonna assume shannon that someone smarter than me is making a data back decision for this change <laughs> I guess so.
2: I mean, we don't know how to monetize media ourselves, right? It's the the people at the apps who do that.
1: (laughs) I mean, it is definitely like a ploy to garner more revenue, more advertising revenue to allow TikTok to compete in, I mean, 10-minute videos. You're just, it's YouTube by another name. You can't put an ad in the middle of a one-minute video, (laughs) that's for sure. Yeah, but you can put about six of them in the middle of a 10-minute video. I sort of wonder
2: if we're going to lap around to the day that TikTok is like, you know, oh, we've extended it to, like, two hours and 10 minutes. Like, we're going full Titanic, two VHS tapes here.
1: (laughs) Sitting through a 10-minute video on my phone sounds truly, like, agony. And one of the reasons TikTok is so fun, frankly, the only fun video app since Vine, RIP, is that it's good at keeping us engaged because of the rapid nature of the video turnover it's not easy to get bored if you're constantly being shown a new thing. And yes, I know I can swipe away from the 10-minute video, but there are already too many long story times on TikTok that don't deliver. I don't need 10 minutes.
2: Yeah. I mean, to defend my consumption of TikTok on Instagram and even, dare I say, interest in Instagram reels proper, that's not a cool thing to be interested in. And yet, it's not just that I'm you know, a little bit of a dinosaur. I, I can learn new things. It's the one minute. That... <laughs> Are you questioning me, Madison? I look. Yeah, the under the... the under thirty set.
1: <laughs> yeah, for a couple more days. You were saying, Grandma. I was
2: saying. Um, I was saying that. There is something really pleasing about the 60-second format where it lends itself to just a really fast joke. Like and that's what I'm interested in watching TikTok for. Like the occasional how-to like smoothie hack, but mostly people doing funny little bits to songs.
1: <laughs> the idea of longer videos it's just The idea is YouTube, but without any of the functionality that makes YouTube remotely palatable. You know, if TikTok added the ability to change playback speed or easily skip forward and backward through videos, that might soften this blow a little. But until then, it just sounds like less fun for the user.
2: Well, actually, hearing you say that makes me wonder if there is a little bit of a use case in the sense of YouTube can be kind of clunky to navigate. You're starting an ad at the beginning of the video every time. Like there is something sort of Tinder like about TikTok where you're swiping mm. through and swiping through. So if I'm looking for, say, like a hair tutorial or a funny clip of someone saying something funny on a late night show, y- you can kind of quickly flick through a bunch of things mm-hmm. to, to find what you're looking for.
1: Well, I suppose we will have to wait and see. But uh, speaking of decreasingly fun user experiences, uh, really great transition I got there. Uh, That's kind of what we're talking about on today's show. Last week, Shannon wrote this great piece entitled I Bought Weed in the Metaverse. And we'll link it in the show notes. She ventured in to the metaverse, sent her avatar into cyberspace and went shopping in a digital strip mall. Later in the show, we'll be discussing what Shannon's experiences make us think about the future of the metaverse, if it's actually a thing we'll all sign up for, or if it's just a misguided lark from big tech. But first, Shannon, please, I'm begging. How how, how did it go, buying weed in the metaverse?
2: I'll let you know all about it right after this short break.
1: Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. All right, we are back and we are in the metaverse.
2: We're but not. We're, we're be... not in
1: the metaverse. We're in real life. <laughs> we're in real life. <laughs> uh, but we're going to talk about the metaverse. So, Shannon, how did this all get started? Like what made you think, hmm, the metaverse, can I buy weed there?
2: The Metaverse has kind of been flooding my newsfeed feed lately um, with stories like Victoria's Secret filing a trademark for virtual underpants, um, <laughs> Walmart getting into crypto, Gucci doing something with NFTs that they're going to sell from some kind of like Gucci
1: Metaverse vault. And if, if you name one more brand, that's the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse <laughs> right
2: there. <laughs> McDonald's is setting up a virtual restaurant. Um, the end times are upon us. OK, so... Everyone's getting into the metaverse. Including um, people selling drugs. My editor came across a post on Reddit where someone talked about being able to buy weed in the metaverse. Okay, And it seemed at once part of this trend where companies are selling you all kinds of stuff in the metaverse. But then it also just seemed kind of pedestrian and cooler and like something I might actually want to purchase in the metaverse. I I don't really care about virtual underwear from Victoria's Secret, but, you know, like good edibles, like could be cool. And I was also just really curious about how they were allowed to do this.
1: Okay. So when we say metaverse, we're not talking about Facebook or Meta's Metaverse, correct?
2: Correct. There are multiple platforms for the Metaverse. And this is one big misconception that I had when I sat down to do this. I I envisioned myself just kind of like strapping on a VR headset and going into like some other plane where all these people were doing things without me. But that's not the case. So Facebook has a Metaverse, um, but there are also these other platforms. One is called Decentraland, another one's called Cryptovoxels.
1: Rolls um, off the tongue.
2: <laughs> and you can visit them from a browser or even from your phone.
1: Okay. So you didn't need a VR headset to enter this particular metaverse. So it's a website.
2: Well, Madison, if you want to get really technical about it, um, <laughs> I mean, right now the metaverse I visited basically resembles an internet browser game that you play with a mouse and a keyboard. Um, you create an avatar where you can walk around this 3D world. And... I think that the the main difference between the metaverse and a regular website is that it's three-dimensional and there are other... People like The graphics make it appear Mm three-dimensional, and there are other people, quote-unquote, walking around. Got it. So So you can go
1: up and talk to other people and have conversations. Sure, sure. I enjoyed RuneScape as a child. I'm
2: familiar. Sure. I didn't do any of that because I have social anxiety in the metaverse as
1: well as outside of it. (laughs) Oh, no. So you've entered the metaverse. How do we get around? Is it easy to navigate? Is there a map? Is there like a little... The metaverse's version of Clippy in the corner giving you directions.
2: So I cheated kind of, and I teleported from where they dropped me in. (laughs) This means that you look at a little map, and then I had the coordinates for the store that I was trying to go to, Candy Girl, and I found those on the map, and I clicked, and I went there.
1: Like longitude and latitude? Like you had proper coordinates to type
2: in? Longitude and latitude in the metaverse. Now, does a regular website have that,
1: Madison? Well, you got me there, Shannon. Okay, so you made it into the Metaverse. Your avatar is good to go. You've teleported to the proper coordinates to get to Candy Girl store. Then what? You walk inside?
2: I walk inside. There's a giant sign that says Candy Girl with a pair of pink lips. It says the first cannabis dispensary in the Metaverse. The floor is pink. The staircase is pink. There are pink lights on the ceiling. Side note, this cannabis brand is like, a little bit of like a girl bossy, go okay. girl vibe. I'm getting
1: that gatekeep gaslight. <laughs> yes. Candy girl.
2: Candy girl with a K. And it, it's pretty empty, actually. Um, on the first floor, I walked to the back and there was a little table with two big tubs that said Delta 9 on them with a picture of a weed leaf in pink or purple <laughs> and a big QR code saying something like, click here to buy. Okay.
1: Okay. I don't want us to get too deep in the weeds here, but what is Delta-9, briefly?
2: So Delta-9 THC, that's the chemical in pot that gets you high. And so this was one of the things that was really startling to me that actually nothing to do with the metaverse itself is that, oh, they're actually like when they say cannabis in the metaverse, they mean like the psychoactive compound. But we'll get into all of the legalities of that later in the show.
1: So did you get carded? How does one prove their identity in the metaverse? Because getting into a real dispensary requires, like, handing over your license, running it through a scan. Like, it's very... It's like going
2: through airport security. It's exactly, yeah. Yes. So here's the one thing about buying weed in the metaverse <laughs> is you actually have to leave the metaverse to do it right now. I had to pull out my phone and scan a QR code, okay, which took me to a website. Like, a garden variety, we admit we're a website website. <laughs> garden. And <laughs> you just say, are you 21? And it it asks you, are you 21? And you say,
1: yes. You say yes? You just, like, cross your fingers behind your back, wink, and go, "Yup, Okay. Well, I am over 21. Yes, yes. as we have established. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but hypothetically, you could not be just as easily. Exactly. You could. So you get bounced to a regular website to buy on your phone. So at this point, you're online shopping. What is the what is the point?
2: So there are a couple things here. One, this is advertising. I wouldn't have heard of Candy Girl. I wouldn't have cared what Candy Girl was if it hadn't been, for this, the first cannabis dispensary in the metaverse title that they have. And, you know, now Candy Girl is featured on Slate. Like, that's good for them. Maybe people are going there and making purchases. It is, in one form, just a gimmick. Mm-hmm. The other is this kind of promise that with that $13,282.50 they recall. paid for the plot of land, that they're getting in on the ground floor of something, mm-hmm. where maybe five or ten years from now, the metaverse is going to be where we do a lot of stuff, and they were there first. And they have the technology, they have the land scoped out. And that's a little bit of a speculation and a gamble. Mm -hmm. And to be totally fair, you can tell that I'm really skeptical of this stuff, but I don't know how well or not well the metaverse advertising is working for them. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be that a lot of people are... Into this lark and going into Candy Girl, and as I did, taking screenshots of themselves, quote unquote, standing in front of the sign. And like, it's kind of fun.
1: <laughs> Shannon, I have to say that you have answered every single question I have asked you just with a plum. And I still have so many more questions. Is this gonna last? Is this really legal? Is it cool or does it have the potential to actually be cool? So what I'm saying is after the break, um, we'll be back and I'm gonna force you to answer a gajillion more questions.
2: I will tell you everything you need to know and more about Delta 9 THC.
1: Thank you so much. In 2007, 2007-
2: Split Screen, Kid Nation, a six-part podcast from CBC.
1: Available now. Hey, ICYMI guys. If you want to support the journalism we do, consider subscribing to Slate Plus. It means you'll get no ads on any Slate podcast ever. And it means you'd be helping to support our show. ICYMI would not be possible without your support. And Slate Plus really does help us keep the show going. You get bonus segments or extra episodes of shows like Slow Burn, Amicus, Political and Culture Gab Fest, Big Mood, Little Mood, the list goes on and on. You also get unlimited reading on the Slate website, which means access to every article and every advice column on Slate without ever hitting a paywall. Visit Slate.com slash I-C-Y-M-I plus to subscribe. That's Slate.com slash I-C-Y-M-I plus. All right, we are back and we still have not escaped from... At least the discussion of the metaverse. Before we get any further, I have to ask about the legality of all of this. Laws regarding marijuana sales are in a major state of flux in most of the country right now. So how does that factor into buying weed in the metaverse or selling weed in the metaverse?
2: So, let's take it out of the metaverse for a second and just talk generally because this is true whether you're buying things through a complicated 3D website or whether you're going to your corner store okay. and and picking up a bottle of something or, you know, like a little pack of gummies. In 2018, there was a bill that was passed regulating hemp. And from my understanding, it was mostly related to like large-scale production of hemp into lotions or other things, mm-hmm. but There was this loophole where Congress defined what was federally illegal in terms of THC. And the line that they drew was, you can't sell anything that has more than 0.3% Delta-9 THC in it.
1: Okay. So let me guess how much Delta-9 THC is in the gummies you purchased.
2: Less than 0.3%. There we go. And so how people get through this loophole specifically is that you can derive THC from hemp, which is legal and fine, and then you can put it into the gummies at a lower concentration than 0.3%. So you basically, you want to take a gummy that's, like, heavy and do it. But I actually, I have the gummies Ah! here.
1: (laughs) Wow. Um, They showed up in this shiny... It's a very metallic purple envelope. Shiny
2: packet. You can see that, like, they're not anything
1: crazy. They're little and square. One's red. I wish the other one was blue. That would be very matrix. But one is red and one is purple. And they're yeah, they look like edibles. And I like
2: went out of my way to check that this was allowed because it didn't really sound real. And indeed, you can read writing from lawyers where they're like this is the letter of the law, but it is not the spirit of the law. As as Candy Girl's lawyer, or a lawyer who worked for Candy Girl, told another outlet in an interview I found, "quote unquote," Congress does not understand the plant. <laughs> that was in an LA Weekly piece, and
1: <laughs> fair enough. I don't, I don't think that's an untrue statement, really, on its face.
2: Yes, I, I called Eric Lees, who's a public health re- researcher at the University of California, San Diego, and um, he told me, "quote unquote," it's real, <laughs> like. So I I had to get that confirmation from somebody.
1: I feel like we do have to talk about, you know, when it comes to the legal issues surrounding the sale of marijuana is like the utter whiteness here. And, you know, the long history of people of color being penalized and arrested for participating in marijuana sales. Whereas what we're seeing here is this this new world of the metaverse opening up and it immediately becoming this like fun and gimmicky thing to sell weed in the metaverse. It gets this like glossy tech sheen that gives it legitimacy in a way that might not apply to all people.
2: Oh, totally. The The fact that I can walk into the metaverse and start taking screenshots of my little avatar next to pot plants, quote unquote, and then, you know, be sending those to my boss like it's a joke. And mm-hmm. that's that comes with a lot of privilege.
1: So weed in the metaverse sounds innovative. And I love what you said about Candy Girl having this like girl boss, girl power vibe. Um, I was looking at their site and they have a line on there that is like, I noticed the cannabis industry was lacking a cute, girly vibe, <laughs> which I also think speaks to what we were just talking about, right? About right. like who gets to sell weed and have it be welcomed with open arms.
2: Right. And why historically has weed not proliferated out in the open with
1: <laughs> with different marketing vibes absolutely so that's looking at it from a legal angle my other question I said I was gonna have a lot of questions my other question is is shopping in the Metaverse cool like is this an experience you're dying to have again that you want to repeat
2: so I had a really fun time reporting this piece and part of it is the lark of like oh my god I'm at work and I'm doing this like fun little project Mm -hmm. but I think I genuinely did have fun like I was talking to Brandon Howard, who is the CEO of Higher Life CBD. And during our interview, he said, I'm going to take you to my shop in the metaverse. And then he texted me a link to a Crypto Voxels portal that was like at his coordinates in his shop. And he started showing me around and showing me the pot plants and showing me pictures of his product. And on the tape of that interview, I'm like, I'm, I'm delighted. It's cool. <laughs> it, it's like, it. It's fun. And I think that it's fun in the same way that trying a new video game can be really fun. Like my boyfriend and I were trying out Roller Coaster Tycoon on his PlayStation last weekend. I played that game as a kid and we were like ooing over the different rides that you can put mm-hmm. that you can put in your like little amusement park. And so it's definitely delightful. Do I need to do this again? No. I expect as the tech gets better, it will be delightful in like a higher tech way. I can totally imagine in five years, or maybe even sooner, putting on a pair of VR goggles mm-hmm. and walking around in Facebook's metaverse and having a fun time. Now, I think that the pitch of the metaverse is that like this is how we'll live, and this is really how we'll shop, and we'll really exist in this space, and... That's what I'm pretty skeptical of.
1: Yeah, I think that's what's tripping me up. I There was a, a guy you spoke to in your piece, uh, Dedrick Boyd, who said that the metaverse is bringing back the human factor in shopping, which I don't want it brought back. Human interaction <laughs> is not what I'm looking for when I'm shopping online. And I say this as a person whose first job in high school was working at a Ralph Lauren retail outlet where my job was to stand at the door, refold the sweater piles and say, how may I help you today, ma'am? Nobody wants it. Nobody wants to be helped today, ma'am. Now, my
2: conversation with Diedrich Boyd was really interesting because he was so excited about the metaverse okay, and, and the potential. And he works with luxury companies where if you think about, like, a Gucci store or what's another expensive
1: brand? <laughs> and what's, what's another expensive Gucci, brand? Gucci, Gucci, Louis, Louis, Fendi, Fendi, Prada. <laughs> so
2: any of those places, like, you're not paying thousands of dollars for a bag just for the bag. You might be paying thousands of dollars for the bag in part because of how going to the store makes you feel mm-hmm. talking to a shopping associate, you know, having them give you a glass of champagne, mm-hmm. being out with your friends. Yeah, I was not doing say, any of this
1: at the uh, the the outlet mall.
2: Yes, this is not my lifestyle either. <laughs> so from his perspective, We're going to have a future where that experience is replicated in 3D, where if your other rich lawyer friends live other places around the country, you all can gather at a store and have like a little private shopping event together.
1: That's kind of what they're going for. Mm -hmm. The whole thing does feel a little like an idea conjured up by someone who hasn't been into a mall in the last 20 years, like, congratulations, you've invented a thing that already existed and died. And uh, if real life malls can't stay open, why does anyone think a virtual version of a dead thing will fare better?
2: I just, like, if I can't get an Auntie Anne's pretzel
1: in the metaverse, <laughs> mm, yeah, wait. I don't really know what the point is. Is that, when When? When do we get smell? Is that, do we have to be in, like, 5D?
2: I think that's, isn't that this like is an actual plot point from Brave New World? <laughs>
1: I don't know. I love, I do, I love that we can set a watch by the tech world reinventing the wheel. Do you remember a couple years ago when Lyft announced Lyft Shuttle?
2: Oh my god, yes. Which was, they had invented a bus. Invented a bus. I think that the metaverse isn't even reinventing malls, it's reinventing The Sims. Like, some of these people just don't know that you can go play The Sims, which is a very fun game. At some point, they're going to be like private metaverse where you can like make a character and design a house without talking to real other human beings, and yeah. we're just going to go for.
1: Can you go call. woohoo in the metaverse at this
2: point? I do not know if you can go woohoo in the metaverse. I don't. I know that you probably can't lock yourself in a room and just pee on the floor. <laughs> is,
1: God, and we
0: that, wonder that's why that's a reference
2: to The Sims. That's not. <laughs>
0: We're having a lot of fun here in the podcast studio (laughs) at Slate
2: today.
1: (laughs) So I think you're right when you say that this could be a lucrative thing for luxury brands who have always catered to shoppers who expect an experience while they're shopping that isn't just like the pure transaction of money for good. But it's hard to believe that this is going to expand out to a broader audience. Like you, you mentioned at the top that McDonald's is getting into the metaverse. What is the difference between me walking into the virtual metaverse to place my like, double cheeseburger order versus, like, pulling out an app.
2: It is, it, it does seem a lot more cumbersome. And to be totally clear, I think that we're pretty far right now, it, by which in tech terms I mean, like, two years, <laughs> from this tech being at a place where, you know, the the women in my life who can afford Gucci, where I can imagine them wanting to navigate this space.
1: Yeah, I think there's certainly a possible future where the metaverse does take hold and becomes a part of our daily shopping life, but we're certainly nowhere near this place. So instead, it's a a mediocre rendering (laughs) an imitation of a former emblem of American capitalism that doesn't even, as you said, come with the delightful scent of an Annie Ann's pretzel. If I don't feel like
2: sick and like I need to take a grease nap when I'm done shopping at a mall, like, did you
1: even go to a mall? You're speaking my language. All right, that's the show. We'll be back in your feed on Saturday, so please subscribe. It is the best way to make sure that you never miss an episode. You do need to subscribe in this reality. ICYMI is not available in the Metaverse yet. Leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Tell your friends about us. Tell your friends in the Metaverse about us. Tell your weed dealer in the Metaverse about us. You can also follow us on Twitter. We are at ICYMI underscore pod. Or shoot us an email, ICYMI at sleep.com.
2: ICYMI is produced by daniel schrader we're edited by forrest wickman and allegra frank amber smith is senior manager of podcast audience development and alicia montgomery is executive producer of slate podcasts see you online
1: or in the metaverse which is online okay round two name something that's not boring
0: a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh